Welcome to this episode of Beef Science with BCI, where we'll be diving into diets with Dr. Lancaster, who's a nutritionist here at Kansas State and the College of Veterinary Medicine, and I'm Brad White. We'll be talking today about supplementation plans. This is a question that comes up frequently as we think about supplementing, and we'll focus specifically on the commercial cow-calf herd through the winter. We're providing them some forage. We may need to supplement. And before we get into exactly what supplement we want to use, we need to think a little bit about what type of forage do we have out there because that may make a difference. Yes, Brad. So it makes a difference on what type of forage we've got out there. And there are also differences within types, but they're less studied and they're less important. So when we talk about types, we're talking about legumes, cool season grasses, warm season grasses. And so those kind of are our three primary types or categories that we look at and think about. And the differences between them as far as quality and really thinking about protein and digestibility are legumes are higher in protein. They have more overall digestibility because they have a lower neutral detergent fiber fraction, that cell wall component. But that cell wall component in legumes is less digestible than in grasses. So even though grasses have a higher neutral detergent fiber component, that fiber is more digestible than it is in legumes. And so legumes provide most of their energy from the cell contents component and only a smaller fraction from the digestibility of the fiber, whereas grasses provide most of their energy through digestibility of the fiber and lower proportion or less than half through the cell contents component of the, of the forage. So often when I think about feeding legumes, I don't think about feeding them to commercial cows unless I have some clover mixed in a, a grass pasture or I have something like that that I've bailed. I'm not thinking of feeding alfalfa to cows very often. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So in certain parts of the country, alfalfa is used a little bit more uh, to feed cows. And when I grew up, we used alfalfa quite a bit. That was our hay production was alfalfa timothy mix. And the alfalfa usually is pretty high quality. But there are times when we may not get it put up early enough. And so it can have a lower digestibility fraction to it too. And then we think about grasses. We have cool season grasses like brome and orchard grass and fescue versus our warm season grasses like Bermuda and native prairie. And there's differences between those too. So the cool season grasses are, have a higher digestibility than warm season grasses because they have a lower NDF fraction and that NDF in cool season grasses is more digestible than it is in warm season grasses. What's greater, the difference in NDF between cool and warm season grasses or the difference between vegetative hay and mature hay? So between cool and warm season grasses at the same maturity is probably a lesser difference than there is in NDF in the same grass at vegetative versus maturity. Yeah. So there's a difference between cool and warm season, but it's not huge compared to the maturity of that grass. No, no. The maturity dominates the digestibility of that forage. Now, there are some differences between forages at the same level of maturity, but the range in digestibility is much greater through stages of maturity. So when you talk about how that impacts, how does that impact my supplement, right? Let's think about the cool season versus warm season. I've got cool season versus warm season hay some of both. Do I need to change supplements? Do I need to think about different supplement components? So think about the cool season is probably going to require less supplementation because it's more digestible uh, overall to begin with. And so the cows are going to be able to get their energy requirements met more easily. Cool season grasses typically also have a higher 
fraction of the protein in those grasses as rumen degradable protein. And so those grasses are able to meet the nitrogen requirements of the microbes in the rumen better than warm season grasses at the same level of protein. And typically those grasses maintain a higher level of protein even as they get mature than warm season grasses do. Yeah, or warm season grasses, once they get mature, they don't provide very good feed whether they're baled or they're standing in the field. Yeah, their digestibility decreases rather rapidly as they mature. But the interesting thing about them is that they respond really well to protein supplementation. So one thing that we see in research between cool and warm season grasses when we look at protein supplementation is that we see a bigger response in the animal from protein supplementation in warm season grasses than we do in cool season grasses. And that's for a couple of different reasons. One, in the cool season grasses, the protein supplementation increases digestibility of low quality cool season grasses to a smaller extent, usually about maybe three, four, five percentage units. And we really don't see a big jump in forage intake with protein supplementation of low quality cool season grasses. Now contrast that with warm season grasses. When we provide rumen-degradable protein to warm season grasses, we see a bump in digestibility of about 10 percentage units, which is very large. And we see an increase in intake of the warm season forage with the protein supplementation. So the improvement in animal performance is a lot bigger with warm season grasses because they're getting more energy out of it and they can consume more of it. So I really may need to supplement some of those. You talked about rumen degradable protein. Give me a couple examples of good supplements that would fall into that category. So the two primary ones we always think about are soybean meal and cottonseed meal. These have high protein content and 80% of it is rumen degradable. As opposed to non-rumen degradable protein, which would be what? Those types that we think about distiller's grains. Distiller's grains, again, has a pretty high protein content, about 30% compared to 45 for cottonseed meal and soybean meal. But only about 40% of it is rumen degradable, whereas about 60% of it is rumen undegradable. So they still get the value from some of that, but it doesn't help with the digestion of the hay, which is why we're supplementing, right? We're talking about supplementing cows. We've got warm season grass, and you're going to get a lot bigger bump with something like soybean meal or cottonseed meal than you would with distillers is what you're saying. Yes. So what are some of the things that was, we are thinking about warm season hay there. What about cool season hay? Do those same principles apply or am I okay to supplement with distillers on my cool season hay? Well, it depends on what you need. The cool season hay might do okay with distillers supplementation a little better than the warm season, low quality forage, but you're looking at a cost perspective here and how much do you need? And so what if I'm really, what I'm doing is supplementing protein, my cottonseed meal and my soybean meal have a higher protein content. They're priced as a protein source. And so the cost per unit of protein is usually lower, whereas distillers grains is priced relative to corn usually as an energy supplement, although it has relatively high protein content. And so the cost per unit of protein is usually higher. So what you're saying is know what you need to supplement. Because if I'm growing cattle, and a lot of times our distillers are used in a diet where we're growing cattle. We have immature cattle, we're growing energy is a big part of what they need. They also need protein, but they need energy. Mm -hmm. In our mature cows, we may be feeding them forage. And as you've said, some of that may have high NDF and relatively low protein. So I may need to supplement protein. So it may be worth it to look for specifically a protein supplement. 
Yes, and as particularly with warm season forages and for supplementing cows, lots of times I can provide a little bit of protein supplement and get that 10 percentage unit boost in digestibility and that provides enough energy for her to meet her needs because of that boost in the digestibility of the fiber fraction in that warm season forage. And when you say a little bit, can you put some sort of number on that for me? What are you saying there? So usually we look at that as a percentage of body weight where we're around 0.1% of her body weight as rumen degradable protein. So there's a little bit of math there to calculate that out depending on what protein source you're using and how much rumen degradable protein is going to provide. So overall though, we're not talking about a lot. You said no. 0.1% of her body weight as rumen degradable protein. So I have to know how much protein's in what I'm providing, but it may be a very small quantity, which, because the reason you said soybean meal and cottonseed meal, and my first thought in my head was, I'm out. It's going to be too expensive, yeah. right? But you're talking about no. feeding a very small quantity. Yes, we're feeding a very small quantity. We're usually feeding probably less than a pound per head per day. Okay. So that may or may not be doable in your situation. Now, with both of those feeds, do you have to feed them daily or can I vary that? Because that does get to be a challenge if I'm having to feed them every day with a supplement or can I do it three days a week? So... We can. The great thing about the ruminant animal is they recycle that ammonia that's produced in the rumen over time. And so the degradability of that protein in the rumen, the microbes degrade those amino acids to ammonia. That ammonia is then reassimilated by those microbes into the amino acids and proteins that they need for growth. But then part of it is absorbed out of the rumen and it's converted to urea in the liver and some of it is excreted in the urine, but some of it recycles, a pretty large fraction of it recycles back to the rumen, either through saliva or reabsorption back across the rumen wall. And so if I give a cow a three-day dose of rumen degradable protein, she's going to recycle that over the next three days, losing some of it, but she's going to continue to recycle it. And we've seen that we can supplement those cows like every three days and get still get the same performance and same digestibility of forage as if we were supplementing them every day. Excellent. So a couple of key things that we've talked about today are one, know what your forage base is because that's going to dictate your supplement. And when you're thinking about supplementing with protein, know whether you want to have rumen degradable protein or not. And then finally, I don't have to feed that every day. So what we've done is kind of broken down some of those barriers to, is it really hard to supplement cows? It doesn't have to be. So thanks, Philip. Appreciate you sharing this information with us today on supplementing cows through the winter. Thanks, Brad.